Welcome to Coaching Conversations with your hosts, Paul Marks and Tom Yates. Today's episode, exploring the chemistry between you and your coachee. Hi there, Paul. How are you doing today? All good, Tom. All good. Um, this, this topic we're talking about today is uh, something that people have been asking about recently, um, you know, about the coaching chemistry. And it, it really makes me think about, you know, uh, times where the chemistry hasn't been there and I've taken on clients when maybe I shouldn't have done. So that for me, this question, or it brings up the question really is, Tom, can we coach everybody or should we coach everybody that comes to us for coaching? Mm. Yeah, I've heard the question a lot as well. Well, usually what the question I hear is, what do you do when you can't get along with your coachee or you just don't meld with them? What what kinds of things can you do to bring yourself better together? And uh, usually the remark I have is, well, you you first of all, you try to be very careful uh, when you're setting up the, the partnership with your coachee and making sure that the chemistry is there because... It can be very painful, especially if you're committing to a long-term coaching engagement of, say, eight to ten sessions over six months, and you realize by the second session, oh, my God, it's really difficult to coach with this person. I'm just not really connecting with them. Mm. Uh, And if we had had that chemistry check in place, things could have been different. Well, it's, it really is one of those pitfalls, I think, that people fall into when they first start in coaching. I mean, especially when they're going through their, you know, accreditation process and they're doing even like pre vomo uh, coaching sessions or free sessions. And, you know, I, I found as, as well when I was doing that, that I was sort of just trying to coach anybody that wanted to be coached because I wanted to get my coaching hours in and I wanted to practice. And um, I think that I, I learned very quickly that, Sometimes, you know, that relationship between myself and people that I'm trying to coach isn't the right one. It doesn't mean it's a bad one. Uh, and right. I, have to, I have to say that maybe I'm not the right coach for them. So it's not even about how I feel. It's actually I feel that I wouldn't be the best fit. And this is really important because of what you just said. The last thing you want to do is get into a long term coaching engagement um, and, and then, you know, things turn sour it doesn't work out right. And of course, in the worst case scenario, you know, your coachy really doesn't get the results that they, they come for. And that's what it's about. Mm. Yeah. We can think about um, when we're developing relationships with people that we know, like say our good friends, family, boyfriend or girlfriend, husband or wife, kids, whatever. We have a lot, a lot of time to, to get to know one another, to build trust to, um, you know, kind of like compromise and figure out how we both tick and how we can work best together. We don't really have that luxury when we are taking on a new, a new coachee, right? We, we, yeah. we might literally just have, you know, minutes to set up uh, the, the trust that we need. And of course, as coaches, we kind of learn how to do that. It's also, it's, it's through our mindset towards our coachee where we, we acknowledge them, we support them, we, encourage them but it's not always possible to just create that 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 connection there can be just differences in our personality differences in how we see life 
that just create this this uh, this this barrier of sorts of allowing us to connect, and so that can make it just a very difficult time for us to uh, you know to coach if we don't have that connection. Yeah, I like that. The, the personality one's a big one for me. Um, I find, and it doesn't mean that the person has to have the same personalities as, as you as a coach. I think that's a that's a misconception as well. I actually like coaching people that are very different from me, and uh, I find that very interesting. However, I, I would say, Tom, where I am connected with people that I seem to get the best results, or they get the best results from going through the coaching engagement is with people that share the same values, the same core values as me, because I think that, mm. that resonates. And I think there's that connection and that relatedness, um, you know, from in, at a very foundational level. Yes. Yeah. If you can, if, if, if you are coming kind of from the same, the same place, you have some of the same beliefs that can really, that can really cause a, a nice parallel kind of, um, agreement about what you're both on about about and 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 it'll be easier for you to help them to set uh the commitment that they need that that word as well is a big word for me so when you're talking about you know the well let's go back a step here so you know we're talking about one of the competencies here or what's connected to the international coaching federation competencies and that is you know determining whether or not uh, there's an effective match between yourself, the coach, and, and, and the coachee as well. Is mm. there that that, that that chemistry that we talked about? And that is something that we need to do before we even start coaching, right? We, we, we need to have a, a chemistry chemistry check session um, to see if we are the right fit and, and the coachee is the right fit for us as well. And that, that's normally for me, it's about 45 minutes to 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 an hour where you know we'll sit and have a discussion and just see if we're on the same same uh, same path but one of the things that you said there earlier on was the commitment part and for me when I'm doing that that coaching chemistry check I I'm really looking for commitment because the coaching journey is a tough one it's not it's not always going to be easy there's going to be a lot of ups and downs you know three steps forward two steps back if people are not committed to engage in this in this journey or to go forward, that can also cause a lot of challenges. So for me, you know, the connection in terms of personality and values, but then then commitment, that's a that's a big one for me. Yeah, sure. Um, if we have a coachee that comes to us and especially if they've been kind of sent to coaching by the HR department, <laughs> you might, you might have some, some uh, challenges to get them to, to be committed. If they, if they initially did not have the choice of whether they wanted to be coached or not, that, that always sets up a big challenge for the coach. Cause then you have to sell coaching to them, but there may also be people that come to coaching, but they're just not, they're not even sure, or they, they may have a misconception about what a coach really does. So they may think the coach is just going to help them, um, you know, actually help them to, to uh, achieve their goals. And, and uh, maybe they don't themselves have enough like uh, drive or commitment to, to do it themselves. So they're just thinking maybe the coach can be the one that kind of like guides them through the process. 
So uh, there's a lot of things to explore and to make clear, especially about the role of the coach and the coachee and the process that you're using with them to make sure that they understand how much commitment they do need to put into this uh, relationship so that they can uh, achieve their goals. It really does um, it reinforce the competency of establishing a strong coaching agreement. And I think that, mm-hmm. you know, before you go out and start coaching people, you really need to sit down and, and you know, go through your coaching agreement as a coach. So you're really clear about what you're going to be communicating um, as you step into this engagement. Because, you know, if it doesn't, I think there's a there's a kind of, um, what can I say, there's a bit of conflict for a lot of new coaches, especially, and it goes back to what I just said a bit earlier, which is, yeah, I really want to coach. Um, I want to make it my new, my, my new career path or whatever. So you're out there looking for clients and then people contact you and then you have to sometimes turn them away. And it kind of feels like it's sort of counterintuitive. It's like, yeah, well, I should, you know, I should coach this person because they've come for coaching. But it doesn't always work out that way. And I think that those coaching chemistry sessions and really outlying and establishing the coaching agreement prior to getting into any coaching is going to save you a lot of headaches and hassle in the long run. Mm, yeah. When I when I start up my mentoring classes, the first thing I always say is like, OK, everyone, because we, we, we start with like the coaching agreement. Usually I say, how many of you have a written coaching agreement that you share with your coachee on your first session? Most don't seem to. They seem to just kind of wing it during the first session. And I say it's really important. It can just be a one page document. And I, I say just go on the web, actually, and, and search out sample coaching agreement. You'll find 100 different samples. Um, put together something that is right for you, that you agree with. You can create your own. But it should have the logistics. It should have the expectations. Uh, it should explain the role of the coach and the coachee, uh, what you feel Uh, is allowed in the uh, relationship, what you feel is out of bounds of the relationship. Uh, It just should have all that. And then when you sit down with your coachee, it's really easy. Say, oh, here's my coaching agreement. Let's go over it. And let's let's talk about the different parts and see what you feel as far as, do you agree with this? Do you agree with this? How is this? And you're going to get a sense just from doing that with your uh, potential coachee, whether it's going to be a good fit or not. Um, beyond that, then of course you want to explore, you know, what, what is the nature of what they really want to coach for? Maybe uh, looking at their goals. And if they're just not connecting with you, if they just don't seem to be enthusiastic or like you said, committed, then we do need to think twice about whether we should ethically take on this relationship. Yeah, I think this is the, the, what you said then about going through that with them, the whole coaching agreement. You know, you can have an agreement, but unless you go through it step by step and, you know, check each of the points, you know, it's very easy for people to overlook it. And then, you know, when you get into the, the engagement, things fall apart. So I really like that, Tom. Um, yeah. I find as well that from my experience, when people go through that process, they tend to take the whole thing a lot more seriously and they start to see the true value and they also start to see the commitment that they have to make. And you're right, that that really is a good number one test uh, for chemistry. Is this person really committed? 
Do they agree with the same principles that we do around coaching? Are they ready to commit to that? I find um, from my experience, when people have come to me or have reached out to me personally to be coached, I tend to find that commitment in a lot of cases is there. Where I find it maybe a bit more challenging is when the engagement is a corporate engagement. So maybe I'm working for an organization and the HR has sent somebody to be coached. And sometimes, Mm. you know, before I've even met the person, there's a bit of um, maybe a bit bad blood between them and the HR, or there's a reason why they're being coached. And sometimes it's not always clear as the coach at the very beginning. And so in corporate situations, I tend to spend a bit more time um, on this because if someone's being forced to be there or they feel like, you know, they're there because they have to improve or something like this, they have the wrong mindset. I think it's very important that we clear all of that up before we before we step into anything. Yeah, that's what I call punishment by coaching. <laughs> <laughs> It's awful, right? But it's but it but that's that's how that's how the coach is going to feel if they if they don't really know what's happening and the HR says, yeah, okay, so we really want um, to see that you can improve, so we're going to send you to coaching. It's like, oh my god! And I always talk to uh, any coaches that ask me about that because this happens so often. The 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 coachee shows up to the room that they're in, not having any idea what's going to go on. So there's a couple things. First of all. The mindset of the HR or of the uh, of the person's boss, the coach's boss, the coach needs to talk to them and say, "Listen, you need to communicate to the employee that that it's actually uh, a benefit, an honor, a, a perk to be coached. We we believe in your potential, and we really feel that you can reach what you really need to reach through getting coaching. It's a very positive experience." And we're really hoping that you'll get a lot out of it. You know, approaching it like that, explaining it a little bit, um, having a positive um, outlook on coaching, so that when the coachee does arrive, they feel like they're they're they've been selected, like they're, you know, like so they feel good about themselves. And then the one other thing, and I think we talked about this before, is is to make sure have a to have a coaching agreement between the sponsor, the coach, and coachee that. All three of those agree on the process of the coaching and what's going to be shared and what won't be shared. So the coach is very clear about what's going to happen when they do sit down with the coach. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of times there's a lot of misunderstanding can that can happen because that conversation doesn't happen enough, Tom. Mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. different expectations. Uh, different thoughts, different perceptions of what the coaching engagement really is all about. And, you know, you can have somebody that's very, very coachable. Um, You could have a great chemistry with them. But if the whole agreement has been set up incorrectly, it's not going to work. And that's that's, that's the fact. Yeah, yeah. So, Paul, what what are some things that you go over with your coachee to kind of get a feel about you know, whether the relationship's going to be good or not, or, you know, yeah. going to be something that you're going to be into. So what I do, first of all, I ask them about, you know, their experiences of being coached before. Have they ever been coached? Uh, what were their thoughts and feelings behind that? And I also like to find out 
what their expectations are of the coaching mm-hmm. um, a- agreement as well. You know, what, how do they see me working with them in the best possible way where they're going to get the most value from that? And mm. that in itself tells me a lot, I think, about the person. And at least I know their expectations. So I can align that with my expectations. And that, that's the first step in sort of working out if we have the right chemistry or the right, right working relationship. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's that's the perfect thing. Like you want to set those parameters around their previous experience. And then you want to make sure that, that they can really understand, like, what does this relationship mean? Um, and, um, you know, explaining even like the different types of like helping relationships, you know, and, and saying, you know, I'm not a teacher, I'm not a mentor, I'm not a counselor or a therapist, I'm a coach and kind of going over the, the, the different uh, qualities or characteristics of each of those. So they are very clear. Oftentimes they use uh, the TAPS model, which I'm not sure if we introduced or not, but that's a, a very, very easy way to show the differences between, between all those different helping professions and how coaching is unique in that we ask questions and we focus on the future uh, we focus on the positive uh, we build on people's strengths uh, that they already have to help them to leverage the areas that they want to build even more you know etc things like that right yeah yeah and that's that's a good point because i've had people when i when i've asked them that question of you know what's your expectation or if you've been coached before I've had answers like, yeah, yeah, well, a couple of years back I had a coach and they gave me some really good advice on how to lose weight and um, get fit. And so right there I'm thinking, hang on a minute, this chemistry is not going to work because that's not the way I perceive coaching to be. So <clears throat> even when you know, you're know you having that conversation, you need to clear up any of those misunderstandings to clear the way for, for a good chemistry. So you might have the same personality or you might have agreeable personalities. You might have the same values, but if that person has come in with a mindset that you're going to give them advice, you know, to do Mm. something or to change something and you're not, again, that's going to throw the chemistry out at some point. So nip it in the bud, clear these things up, you know, at the very beginning. And once you set that up, you know, you can, you can put yourself into a position where, you know, you can really help this person grow and develop. And and sometimes I'm not going to say it's always a smooth ride from there. I mean, there have been times where I've been very clear and very intentional about expectations. And, you know, a few weeks in, my, my coaches slip back a little bit or they, they come in and they're all stressed out and they start saying, yeah, I know you're the coach, Paul, but can you just tell me what you think? Give me some advice on this. And you know, we just have to go back to that and just say, well, remember, you, you remember how this, this works? Um, so let's let's help you think around this a little bit deeper rather than me sort of jumping in and telling you how to do everything. Um, because sometimes, you know, people just need, they just need to be reset. They need just a few questions just to kick them back into gear and get them thinking, thinking for themselves. Anyway, I'm going off track a bit there, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. No, it's very important. I mean, we may need to reestablish our roles uh, just to make sure. Because the, you know, the coaching the coaching relationship, like we said, it, it gets quite deep. And it can, uh, you know, our, our coachee may even start thinking of us as a friend 
um, becoming more, you know, intimate with us than rather having just that professional relationship. And they might say, hey, would you like to go out for a beer, you know, or something like that. So, of course, you know, as ethically, we're not allowed to do that. And we, so we need to be very kind and, and say, well, you know, we are in this professional relationship uh, and it would, it would probably break, you know, the, the kind of the rules that we've set it would change the nature of our relationship. Uh, so, so no, I really can't, you know, that could be one thing that happens or we just, or like you said, we, we start to find that our, our coachee starts to slip in their enthusiasm. Maybe they, maybe they even feel a little bit threatened by us holding them accountable for, for taking care of actions that they're supposed to, and they don't. And if we don't handle that correctly, that could cause some, you know, issues as well. So there's so many things that we need to take into account about the relationship itself and, and taking care of that relationship and keeping things really clear. Yeah, and I think, you know, when sometimes as well, <clears throat> when the chemistry is going really well, um, there is also a bit of a, a challenge with that because as a coach, sometimes people can become dependent on you. They feel like mm. they really connect with you. There's a good, they trust you. There's this, this really good, really good thing going on. And of course, dependency is not something that we, we, we should encourage. We should not encourage dependency. In fact, mm. the whole purpose of coaching is to get people to think for themselves, take action for themselves, take accountability and responsibility for moving forward. And that's just something, I mean, we're getting a bit away from, you know, building chemistry at the beginning of the relationship, but we have to be mindful of the chem chemistry moving through the relationship. That's, that's really the point I'm getting to is that chemistry can change and we need to be mindful of where we are in terms of that chemistry and that, that connection that we have with our coaching throughout. That's really important from my perspective. Yeah, just kind of add on to that a little bit. Like, yeah, we're not we're not involved in some therapeutic relationship where we're going to be seeing this person for five years, right? Uh, we at twice a week. <laughs> we we we're we're entering a relationship where, in, in my philosophy of coaching, where over a set amount of time, we are helping to emulate skills for setting goals, for for being aware, for for achieving goals and for learning from what we are doing and with the hopes that our coachee can then eventually do all those things on their own and maybe come to us once in a while for a little checkup. Um, and it's, it shouldn't be more than that. Yeah. I think a coach is helping people to empower themselves, not to be uh, dependent on us uh, for everything that they do for you know the rest of their life. Yeah, that's that's it. Now, well, Tom, we're nearly at the end of today's podcast. Um, How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, that was just so quick, wasn't it? Um, probably yeah. there's a lot more to discuss around this, but I mean, just to sort yeah. of reflect on what we've discussed today. So we went back at the very beginning. We introduced the topic of, you know, creating the right chemistry between the coach and the coachee. We talked about some of the key things that we, we should be doing at the beginning in order to establish that chemistry. And that starts with a chemistry check, right? Uh, an initial session where we talk about and we explain the coaching agreement. We are very uh, intentional in going through the coaching agreement and the process and our expectations. And we need to spend some time with the coachee 
just to find out how they think and feel about coaching and what their expectations are as well. And, mm. um, you know, taking those things into consideration before we jump in and start this, this engagement. Yeah, it's, it's uh, the most important part, I think, of, of, of the coaching relationship is just making sure that it's going to work, making sure that we, we will click together, that we have good placement, that we know, because if we're going to have that, that dance of insight, that spontaneous relationship, we need to have everything else set up structurally so, so we can have the best luck possible in, 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 in helping our coachee and partnering with them so that they can be successful in, in whatever they do with us. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tom, um, you know, I think we should wrap up there. Um, I'd just like to, you know, point out to our listeners as well that, you know, our listener base is growing around the world. We've got people listening in from many different cities, different locations around the world. And it's great that we're sort of building this, this network and community. Um, if you'd like to find out more or you'd like to learn more about coaching, you'd like some tips or you'd like to have a, even have a chat with us, um, you can always go to our website, which is pccponline.com. And that stands for the Professional Coaching Certification Program Online.com. If you're interested in enrolling on a certified program, you can do that there. We, we, we offer online um, training, accredited training for coaches. But if, again, if you're just looking for a bit of advice, you know, you're not ready to jump into a program yet, but you'd just like to learn more about coaching, please visit our site as well, because we, we're just here to, you know, spread the world, get people to, uh, I guess, participate in something that we're very passionate about. So um, we're always ready to help. Yeah, we really are. Uh, and you could actually help us if you are listening to this podcast through the iTunes podcast app on your device or computer or iPhone, if you could just take a minute to click five stars in our review, and even better, if you could just leave a very short review for us, that really helps us. It really helps us because it, what it does simply is it, it raises us in the ratings uh, in our particular area, which means more people can listen to it. And we are just doing this. We're, we're not, you know, we're not looking to make money out of this podcast but we both have a love of coaching and we both really want there to be clear understanding of, of how important it is to have consistent ideas and competencies be behind our coaching. So that's what we really try to do is explain coaching to you kind of through the lens of the ICF and their competencies, plus our own experience. So any way that you can help us to promote, we just, we just want more people to hear this and to have a better understanding of, of what we uh, believe is, is the right way to coach. Would you say that, Paul? Oh, definitely, definitely. And again, thanks, yeah. again, thanks again for supporting us and to listening to our sessions. And we'll be, you know, launching the next uh, episode very soon. Very, very soon. Thank you, Paul. Uh, have a great day and I'll be seeing you soon. See you on the other side, Tom. See you on the other side. Bye-bye.